Hey, well, um, welcome to 2024. Welcome back to the Crossway Youth Podcast. Whether you're on YouTube or you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, it's good to be with you. Lockie, we're back for 2024. Another big year. Let's Woo-hoo. go. Season two. And Season two. we thought we'd launch our year by just putting ourselves way out of our depth <laughs> and getting just absolute <laughs> royalty in the room. Oh, Who's the biggest please, guest you can please, think of? Please, please, uh, please. Well, it might be the two people that are sitting next to us oh, right now. <laughs> Guys, we've got our senior pastors in the room. So Lockie and I have prayed so hard before we came in. We wanted to be extra spiritual today because we've got oh, Dale oh, and Edie over to you. our left here. There you go. Thank you so much, both of you, for coming on the Crosser Youth Podcast today. Pleasure. It's a pleasure. I've watched this podcast. It's very impressive. Oh, so yes. I'm honoured to be on it, really. <laughs> wow. Goodness me. That's a tick of approval for last year, um, right? My That's stress level's good. gone yeah. a bit higher. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> not a bit. Not a bit. Um, a number of your children have been on this podcast because they we get the pleasure of being able to work with them mm-hmm. as well. Um you guys have just come back from spending some time on holidays, as we all have as well. We're kind of getting into the school year around the time that this is releasing, school starting as well. Yep. Did you have a nice Christmas and New Year break, both of you? Yeah, we did. did lovely. We did. We had a fun, we had a fun Christmas, and then we went away just to Warnable in mm. Victoria. Mm. Um, and I was just saying we went to see the Three and a Half Apostles <laughs> 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 and the New London Bridge, all of which are interesting. Good tourist attractions. But we both rested and recreated because they're totally different concepts mm, that yep. people can mix up. Because mm. so yeah. I can rest lying on the couch watching the cricket, and uh, but I don't recreate like that. Mm. And so you tend to have to put out energy to recreate. Mm. And uh, so uh, things for me like building a gate, taking a bunch of stuff for the tip, uh, exercising, stuff like that. A lot of that was uh, recreating uh, me on the inside. So it's yeah. been an excellent break. Were you yeah. still getting in your 10,000 steps a day over the holidays or you took a break from uh, the walking? No, it's, it's not quite. Uh, not quite. So what I didn't make a big noise about, I tore the cartilage in my knee. Uh, cartilage? No, meniscus. meniscus. The meniscus. Oh, no. Normally the year, which has made walking very painful. Yeah. And, uh, but no, I'm still, I've been pushing close to that. But um, we bought a rower as well. So mm. I've been rowing each day because that's just oh. a bit easier on yep. the knee. Yeah. And uh, But it's just doing the slow repair. Doctor reckons probably about 12 months till that pain goes wow. away. Wow, good for goodness me. Okay, (laughs) you might be running rather than walking at the end of that 12 months, so ready to get back at it. Goodness me. Um, Now, we're going to talk a little bit today just about um, the year 2024, what you're excited for, hear a little bit about some of your reflections of... um, those of us who are listening are kind of like top end high school, just starting uni, all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Your reflections on kind of that own season for you and what your hope might be for... We're both Gen Z, but kind of Gen Z, yep. Gen Y, people mm-hmm. who are listening to this, all that sort of stuff. But we want to clarify something just at the outset. I'm going to throw your mind back to the Christmas services. Mm. Ah, um, ah. And uh, Christmas services, you're famous, Dale, for inviting all the kids to come up on the stage mm-hmm. with you and mm-hmm. sort of ask, what did you get for Christmas? All that yeah. sort of stuff. The Squishmallow. The Squishmallow. <laughs> the Squishmallow. <laughs> I learned whatever the going toy is that year. So this year is definitely the Squishmallow. What was the other one? The, the two things are very similar here. <laughs> and, uh, but it's so funny because trying to figure out what the kids are describing, what do you do with it and all that sort of stuff. It's oh, a bit of a comedy yeah, wow. space it's to be It's the honest. most nerve-wracking segment <laughs> for me. I just sit there and think, oh, my word, what's going to say now? <laughs> One of my favourite responses I said to one young lad, 
Uh, I can't remember what his name was, but I said, yeah, have you been a good boy this year? And he goes, who would know? (laughs) 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 Yeah, you're awesome. That's the most honest answer. (laughs) His parents are going, we're good parents, we're good parents. It's very funny. Um, Do you know what a Squishmallow is now? Have you been informed? I do. It's like a really squishy little kind of pillowy thing. It's like a little kind of triangle or a square pillow. It's got like a little printed thing on the front. Ultra soft. Mm. It's just like a squishmallow, squish, yeah, squishy pillow type. Like thing. a pillow with a face, basically. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. A of, and a bit of yeah. shape around okay. it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. You hug it, basically. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yes. That's not going to be on it your. It is my squishmallow. No. <laughs> no. I was going to say you don't have one on your Christmas <laughs> list for this year. <laughs> but it was amazing to find out how many kids there had them. Already, yeah. they brought like, them yeah. on stage. No, 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 they oh. had them already. Oh, really? Well, like, as soon as a couple of people mentioned that, I turned around to, just at one service and I looked at this kind of crowd. I have many kids are up there. Who's got a squishmallow? I'm like, every oh, kids put up there. And I'm like, they've done some good marketing, yeah. <laughs> but I'm clearly not their target. <laughs> clearly, clearly. That was oh, very funny. Yeah, it was a good time. Good time. Yeah. How did that? Do you remember when that Christmas thing? Like, did you just decide one Christmas morning? You know what? We're just going to get, like, when you started at Crossway, like, how did that become a thing? I have no idea. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't have a good memory for that sort of thing. I think, um, I think it was because it was just the one service mm. and they wanted a kid's component. Kids in. Mm. So they just decided to invite the kids down and if they brought the toys, I think that's how it started and then it just yeah. became a thing. I'm not, I'm not sure if the, I remember one year, we were a bit short in staff, but that we were, staff were, you know, mm. we'd... Our staff worked so hard in the lead up to mm. Christmas, end of year stuff, lead up. And whatever day of the week it was, and I remember kind of the noise we put out to the staff was, I can take care of Christmas Day service. It was the kind of like the final thing. Mm. So I did, I was the host, I did the kids talk, oh. and, and, I, and I did the message. Like, <laughs> I, I did it. I'm not sure if that was when it started or not, though. But uh, anyway. It's now, honestly, speaking as a Crossway staff member, but also a Crossway congregant, it is like essential viewing now yeah. for Christmas Day. <laughs> We've recently become part of a campus plant at Crossway, so we attend on Sundays out in the Ringwood area. But the conversation that we had with our family was, I know we just went to church yesterday, but we have to get to <laughs> church today because Dale's going to ask kids about Squishmallows. So don't you dare funny. ever stop doing deep, it from yeah, Crossway congregants to the, the senior pastor. Yeah. There's nothing like a six or a seven-year-old telling you about Christmas. Yeah. Oh, that's very funny. Oh, That's good. That's so good. Um, well, hey, we just, I guess, wanted to start a little bit. There are those of us who are listening who will kind of see you guys having done years and years and years in ministry and different church environments, faithfully serving the Lord. And there might be some of us who are wondering like, well, that's a few years down the track. I'm right at the start of that. Mm. I don't know if that's for me potentially as well. There'll be some of us who are going is ministry for me is ministry, not for me, all that sort of stuff. Mm. Can you, I wonder if you can throw us kind of back to maybe like your first ministry appointment, Mm -hmm. or we know that you guys traveled when you first got married as well and doing kind of God's ministry as well. What Mm. do you remember about that? Like early stage discernment process, like of like, what am I giving my life to here? Mm -hmm. Did you know that in, in that moment that it was like, this is the rest of my life here mm-hmm. and we know that together as a couple mm-hmm. or mm. have you got any reflections on kind of what that early process was like for you? Mm. Um, one of the first jobs in, in church world that I did was working at a Bible college in mm. England. So I was mm. on staff there for five years mm. um, and I trained as a dietitian, but the NHS were cutting down on the people they were employing. So mm. I couldn't get a job because I had no experience mm. So I decided to go to Bible College and work there. So I worked there. Um, 
And I think I realized at that point I was making a difference in people's lives. Mm. Yes, dietetics was great and I loved it and it was a growing, developing field. But really, um, to be able to impact someone's eternal life, mm. you, you really can't beat that. So mm. I think that was probably at the point that I thought, yeah, this is going to be what I want to do. And you think yeah. at that moment you felt this is it forever? Yeah, I did. Wow. I did. Yeah. I didn't know what it would look like. Mm. No idea what it would look like. But... Um, yeah, some kind of ministry mm. I wanted to be involved mm. in. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. For, for me, it actually goes back to, cause I was um, an aggressive anti-Christian atheist. Mm. And I went on, and there's a whole story behind that, but I ended up going on this quest and, and both discovering Jesus and being found by Jesus. Mm. And, uh, and right at the back edge of that, where I'd become convinced there actually was a God, mm. And I'd become convinced that Jesus was who he said he was. And I'd actually begun to pray and talk to God. But I, and I knew I'd never put my trust in Jesus. I understood the gospel. Mm. I'd never repented of my sins. I'd never put my faith mm. in Jesus. It was my own life. I was doing it my own way. And, uh, but as I, I kind of, this whole thing was getting wrestled to the ground. I remember saying to God one day, if I'm going to cross this line, it's going to be everything. Wow. You'll be my work. I was already a public speaker mm. and I already had leadership capacities. Uh, my dad had been a stand-up comic. I'd been a storyteller since I was young, all those sorts of things. And I thought, if I'm going to cross this line, like I'm not even 19 yet. Mm. This is I mean, this is me as an 18-year-old. Wow. And uh, and I'm saying, God, if I'm going to cross this line, it's going to be everything. You'll be my work, my play, my life, my all in all. If I'm crossing the line, I'm in, in. Mm. And I felt like God spoke to me at that point and said, this is the call on your life. Mm. This is what I want you to do with your life. And it was sufficiently clear that when I put my trust in Jesus, I felt called to Christian ministry. I didn't actually know what that meant, what it was going to look like. Six months later, I picked up my backpack and ended up going overseas for almost four years. And Edie and I met and married mm. at that Bible college and then went and worked in Israel. And so I, was, I, this, I had this big engine and quite a profound sense of call. Mm. This is what I'm doing with my life. Mm. And we just kept faithfully stepping that out. Mm. And uh, and God himself is the one repeatedly. Every opportunity I've mm. had, I've been invited to do it. Mm. So I was in, uh, we were invited to Israel. I was invited to be a, a um, um, dean of students at a Bible college. I was invited to be the youth pastor at New Hope with Blackburn North Baps, which is where I put my trust in Jesus because I went to Blackburn High. Wow. And so we see there's this six-year gap, and all of a sudden I'm back there as the youth pastor. I was invited down to... The Mornington Peninsula, led a church down there for 12 years, now called New Peninsula. And uh, and then I was invited uh, to Crossway. So God has just repeatedly been the one who's opened the door. Mm. And uh, and we've just kind of stepped into that frequently with a prophetic word around it, mm. certainly strong personal convictions around it. This is what God wants us to do. Mm. And um, and quite a quite a big engine if, if that's the right way to describe it i've always had a pretty big engine mm. i've wanted i've always wanted to make a difference mm. and i know everyone's wired up differently but i was wired up that you know i've got a life mm. I'm, mm. I'm gonna make a difference gonna with this it, life. yeah <laughs> yeah and i 
I love both of those reflections. I think it's super interesting for those of us that are listening. Like you look at any of the um, research around like future career mapping and workforce mapping yep. and things like that. And people are saying that kind of Gen Y, Gen sorry, Gen Z are going to have something like nine careers <laughs> yeah. over their yeah. working life and something yep. like 30 to 40 jobs, mm-hmm. yep. which the contrast of that to like a life of like, this is my life. Like mm. ministry, mm. service of God's people is my life. Yep. I think that paints a really interesting contrast. You don't have to look far at the stats of like the amount of like pastoral appointments that are changing really quickly and all that mm. sort of stuff mm. as well. Mm. And so I love your story because it is faithful service to God and kind of mm. knowing even from a young age, this is it for us. Yep. This is it for me. Yep. Uh, to uh, kind of generation that are going to have so much change and so much mm. um, flexibility in the way they work mm. and what they give their life to and chopping yep. and changing and all yep. that sort of stuff. And I, I think, I mean, I wasn't sure what mm. I was going to do at that point, but I knew the most important thing was to follow Jesus. Mm. So, you know, he might guide me to different things and that was okay. Um, and the other thing was, who would I do it with? Mm. So I remember going up to Scotland from the Bible College in England and saying, Lord, I just want to know if you want me to get married. If you don't, that's fine. I'm cool about that. But if you do, just let me know because I can spend a lot of emotional time and energy <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I don't really want to. And I remember God saying very clearly, I circled it in my Bible, um, that there will be a leader. You will go to a country you don't know and you will... Um, call of people you don't know. So wow. he gave me that. So I didn't know who it was. That's who you're going to marry. It was all about who, who you're going to marry. marry. Yeah. I didn't know who it was at that point, and I didn't know where it was, but God told me very clearly, this oh. is what's going to happen. Wow. Yeah. So if you can find that person that you can run with, that is the most important thing mm. in your life. Because mm. if you marry you know, the wrong person, then it will totally, mm. totally deviate where mm. you're meant to go with God. Mm. So. Mm. You know, give him, give him your all. Mm, yeah. Um, well, don't mess around with him. Yeah, don't mess around with God. <laughs> don't mess around with That's God. That's the screen grab right there. <laughs> um, hey, this is going to come out right around the time that we have like our Vision Weekend. Um, so Vision Weekend kind of here, here at Crossway, we kind of have a, a theme for the year and Dale, you'll have an opportunity to preach to that to all the campuses as well. Mm. Um, you've got a couple of questions about yeah, that. Yeah, knowing that um, we're... Maybe spoiler alert, but we're kind of matching up at least our Crossway Youth theme pretty closely with the weekend theme, wanting yeah. to to get in. But just um, a question around how you guys come up or come up with the idea of a, a year theme. Like, where does that come from? What's mm. your what's your your focus when coming up with a theme for for the church for the year? Mm. Yeah, we tend to work on it in term four, and so a whole t- it's not just it's not like you know Moses going up on a mountain <laughs> yeah. to meet with God, and I come down you get to some tablets make from the top a of the or something. This is the theme for next year. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole team of us who are communicators, so it's mostly the preaching team. Mm. Uh, Fiona Hall, who's uh, our, um, our director of ministries, uh, Tim and Edie from the BDC stream. And uh, we all sit around, and our primary... Even before you get to that, the most important thing is we're told to come having prayed about Mm. it, having sought God about it. Mm. So we come to that meeting prayed Prayed up, up. having sought God, what's your suggestion for the year? And I came with a list of things this year, and they were all very similar Mm. to fixing your eyes, keeping your eyes, something like that. And Heather came with a very similar list yeah, that's right. and yeah. someone else. So it just seemed like 
you know, God had led a few different people, and this is what it was. Mm. So, mm. At, that, at that same meeting, we uh, we're talking about some of our major preaching themes mm. for the year, mm. and we've done it multiple years now. And it's not uncommon where we start actually with the preaching themes and say, "What's God saying to us? Where are some of the spaces we need to lean into? We want the church to have a good balanced diet, of all different genre of scripture. Mm. We don't just want to re- repeatedly be going to our favorite kind of text. So we look over a multi-year." What have we already been doing for multiple years? Okay, what? where do we think God you know, wants us to speak? What are some hot issues, mm. etc.? And uh, so that we frame up the year. And it's not been uncommon where we've done that first. And then some of our theme for the year actually comes out of that. Mm-hmm. Namely, what's God saying to us? Which Where's he heading us? And that, that, will, that will frame it up. I actually think last year, if my memory serves me correctly, I think we actually began... Uh, much earlier with that with that theme, and then yep. as in, what's the theme for the year? What's God saying to us? And then we took some of our preaching space out yep. of that, mm. but it was still with that broader multi-year grid. Yep. Mm. And uh, you know, we want to preach on some books and on some characters. We want to deal with real life issues and all those sorts of things. So mm. it's a it's a team effort, mm. and we would spend a few hours on it at that one meeting, mm. and but that tends to just create some ideas built in Lego. You can always tear yeah. it apart and build something else. <laughs> and we let it brew for a while yeah. and we bang it around, we kick it around. Um, uh, I, I take it up to the executive team as well. And and then ultimately, when all is said and done, that's when it comes back to me mm. to make the call. I'm the mm. senior pastor, make the call. Mm. But that's the backdrop mm. to actually mm. before we make the call. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. I know yep. you, you might kind of mention a little bit of you know about the prayer and coming up with some things and the way mm. that you match it to think uh, to preaching and whatnot, mm. but in terms of this year's theme, fix our fixing eyes, fixing our eyes, fixing fixing our our eyes. eyes. apologies. Yeah, I should know that it happened this morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, fixing our eyes, where has that come from, and what's that? How does that lead into like the vision for this year for yeah. the church? Um, mm. Matching yeah. it with preaching, what's the not the goal, but what's the goal behind what's the that? Heart? What's yeah. the heart behind that? As yeah, sure, thing? yeah. The, the primary text uh, for that is from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, where it uh, speaks about uh, fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Mm. Uh, but also in, in Corinthians, there's another text where it says, we don't fix our eyes on that which is seen, but on that which is unseen. Mm. And so, it, and again, it depends on which version you're using, whether you get the word fix there yeah. or focus your eyes, etc. But it's, it's carrying a very uh, similar theme. And uh, so that's uh, Hebrews twelve two is probably kind of that the uh, the core text. I think it's the NIV that uses the turn of phrase, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Let's mm. run the races set before us, etc. And um, yep, so that's uh, that's that was our core text, and mm-hmm. um, and we will. Uh, I always open the year with four weekends around our annual theme. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just a real clarifying thing. This year we want to fix our eyes on Jesus mm. and and see where he guides us, see what happens. Um, but yeah, it was just like a, a clarifying vision of mm. that's what we want it to be this year. I mm. think mm. that's so, awesome. Yeah. What for both of you again? Like if you were to think fixing our eyes and think of a crossway congregant, mm. there's all sorts of demographics, right? Mm. Young families, um, empty nesters, mm-hmm. young, young adults, people. young yep. people, yep. all that sort of stuff. Yep. What do you hope the average congregant of Crossway mm. feels from fixing our eyes? Like what would yeah. you hope would be some like action steps that people yeah. would take or how do you hope that that would land with people, yeah. kind of Very different life stages, yeah. all that sort of stuff? People's attention is caught by so many things. Mm. And so yeah. when uh, the turn of phrase fixing eyes, not that their eyes are broken, it's actually about focus and mm. 
choosing to gaze and continue to gaze. Mm. Now, our attention is caught by so many things and, and people will gaze and want to gaze at a lot of stuff mm. and our lives are shaped by that which holds our gaze. Mm. Yeah. And so that this idea that as you fix your gaze on Jesus and you choose to continue to gaze at him, that that concept, he, mm. he will begin to shape your mm. life. Mm. And uh, so it's the the one thing I want the congregation uh, to learn how to do is to fix their gaze on Jesus mm. and to continue to look at him, mm. allow him to captivate you, mm. yeah. allow him to capture your attention, mm. see his depth, see his beauty, see mm. his transcendence, mm. uh, allow Jesus afresh to capture your heart. And because when we take a... Uh, a long gaze, and when our gaze is fixed, mm. caught, captured by Jesus, mm. well, that will do the most wonderful things, not only in the, in the individual's heart and life, in their relationships, in mm. their work, in their mm. personal mm. spirituality, their holiness, and all that sort of stuff, mm. but it'll do something absolutely wonderful for us collectively. Mm. Like this church yeah. called Crossway, uh, which carries a wonderful story, mm. a wonderful multi-decade story, and um, it does something wonderful in the collective as well. Mm. Mm. And I think the joy of that is it doesn't matter what stage of life you're at. Mm. Um, we all have the capacity and the mandate required of us to fix our eyes on mm. Jesus. So he will meet us in youth. He will meet us in young adults. He will meet us in our marriage stress. Mm. He will meet us in retirement. Mm. Um, and he wants to, and he has something to say to us. So. Mm. Um, but we have a part to play in that too, in, in committing to fix our eyes on Jesus. Yeah, there's an action required on Absolutely. our part there as well. Absolutely, I, you were starting to get to like the just the distracted nature of the world mm -hmm. that we live in, right? Yep. Our attention is drawn yep. in so many different ways. Mm. People yep. have referred to it as like attention economy, right? Yeah. Like there's yeah. whole like profitable industries built around where and your eyes are. And that's yeah. that's our generation is Instagram, yeah. TikTok generation, yeah. all that yeah. sort of mm -hmm. stuff as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, apart from like the obvious things that were different from when you guys were young adults, social mm. media, all that sort of stuff as well. Um, what challenges do you think those in Gen Z in 2024 mm. face today? Mm. that you would reflect was different to mm. the challenges that you were facing when you were coming of age, when you mm. were starting your career, all that so sort of stuff. So we're going backwards four decades. Mm. Context everybody. Uh, four okay. decades. Right. I just turned I 60. don't yeah. believe that. I just turned 60. So we're going back four four decades. So yeah. early 80s. The early we're, 80s. We're, we're now talking. And um, <laughs> it's funny. You, know, you think back to then. Okay, that is you – know, I, I remember doing year 11 and year 12 – and computers were just getting introduced at school. Oh, wow. And you had a pencil and you could shade in little boxes yeah. and put it through a scanner yeah, card yeah, yeah. in an attempt to, like, program something. Oh, my yeah. word. And, uh, like, yeah. so that's how far back we're going. Uh, yeah. I can remember when, like, I got my first laptop computer, like, uh, when I was, like, 25. Mm. Like, this new thing, you know, yeah. a laptop, yeah. a computer you could walk around <laughs> with. Because like, we're talking... At this stage, you're talking pre-mobile phones, yes, yep, yep. and yeah, pre-Apple, yeah, oh. uh, pre-internet. Yep. Okay, how old are we? youth podcast young at heart. That's actually where we, that's where we're going back to. <laughs> mm. um, but having said that, um, there are certain human drives that are immemorial. Yep. And uh, so, as a young person seeking significance, meaning, mm. 
a young person discovering uh, boundaries. Like, where do, mm. where do boundaries? Because I had a quite a boundaryless youth. Mm. Um, I, my uh, my folks folks divorced uh, before I turned ten, mm. and bless her heart, my single mum who was working really long hours. Um, just I was I was an undersupervised young person, which gave me mm. really I, I was the one who had to try and find where the boundaries were, mm. and um, and so while on the one hand, that created a bit of well not a bit of that that was formational in me getting structured up mm. wasn't all bad, but there was more than enough brokenness associated uh, with that. Mm. Uh, but if I take my mind back into that zone, um, that's that was some of the birthplace of big drive. Mm. Uh, I, I so as a as a sixteen year old, mm. in fact, it might have been as a fifteen year old. I remember saying to a mate, I wasn't a Christian. I feel like my life is set apart to make a difference in Australia. Wow. It's a big statement for a teenager to make. <laughs> but I, 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 I felt it. Mm. But simultaneously, by 16, I'm writing poetry on the purposelessness of life. I'm look, I'd already graduated. I graduated wow. from high school in the US as a 16-year-old. Mm. And I did a year over there. And I'd pursued a lot of things. And I'd set records in sport. And I did fine academically. I got accepted to a science degree at Melbourne Uni. And... Didn't have any problem with girlfriends, stuff like that. Well, when I say didn't have a problem, I didn't have a problem getting a girlfriend. <laughs> I created plenty of problems. Um, but, um, but I had a void in my heart. Uh-huh. So I was a high achieving, mm. starting to do public speaking. So I was a high achiever, mm. but I was broken mm. on the inside. There was a void. Mm. And, and, and I, was in, I was in pursuit mm. Of meaning, which ultimately, which is what led me to Jesus, mm. and I was trying to figure out, like, honestly, there's got to be more to it than this. So mm. I could already kind of see it, you know. Honestly, is this it? Am I just, mm. am I going to study? I'm going to work. I'm going to marry. I'm going to get kids. I'm going to get old. I'm going to die. Like, is that it? There's got to be a bigger grid and a mm. better grid than mm. this. Mm. And it it was completely unsatisfying for me living a fairly boundaryless life, mm. and I got drunk a lot through my teenage years. And uh, that, and that, that to have this liberty as a teenager that I could stay until the wee hours of the morning, mm. mum would be asleep when I got home. Mm. If I got home at two, if I got home at three, mum was asleep. Mm. It just I could just do. I had this boundaryless space, mm. which and you do you do destructive stuff in that mm. space. You do destructive stuff to yourself. You do destructive stuff to others. As I was attempting to discover who am I, mm. and um, so that conceptually has never changed. Mm. Whether that's forty years ago or whether that's today, mm. some of the stuff that wasn't so much on the agenda back then uh, is um, gender wasn't so much up for grabs. Yeah, you, know, you didn't. People weren't questioning their gender. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm a boy. You know, you're a girl. It's um, it, it was it was your, binary. It was, yeah. your, it yeah. was binary. It was to do it was to do with your genetics and all that sort of stuff. That level of self doubt. Uh, I have a concern of the psychological impact on the generation coming through. Something so foundational is completely up for grabs. Mm. Um, Already when I was young, divorce was just starting to really kick in, Uh, but my folks were really early adopters at that. Mm. Like when I was doing Year 12 at Blackburn High, 120 people doing Year 12, there would have only been maybe eight students who had divorced parents. Wow. 
Yeah, so it was still rare, but it was just about to kind of really kick in. Um, some law stuff changed yeah. that brought yeah. that in. But so family structures, mm-hmm. stability, and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they're, start, they're starting to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sexual ethics were starting mm-hmm. to, already starting to move. Mm-hmm. That was already um, going, uh, but that tended to be between mm-hmm. uh, men and women. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that homosexuality wasn't um, uh, present. It was a lot more frowned upon, mm-hmm. societally mm-hmm. Uh, frowned upon. Mm-hmm. Um, but the questions of, of who am I and all that sort of stuff and what am I going to do with my life, they were all very real. Yeah, and they seem to be, like, as you say, they're enduring. That's what yeah. people mm-hmm. ask throughout mm-hmm. generations as well, particularly yeah. at the sort of life stage where you're leaving school and you're trying to, you're trying to make something of your life. You mm-hmm. want it to be significant. You want it to be meaningful. You yeah. have hopes and dreams and potential in your life yeah. and you want yeah. your life to feel meaningful and significant. And yeah. um, there's... <coughs> so many different ways that your attention can be drawn, yeah. um, so yeah. many different directions that you can be tugged as well. Mm. Mm. Um, Our relationships were relationships person to person, though. There's one, there was yeah. no yeah. social yeah. media. Yeah. So some of my high school friends are still my friends. Yeah. I still catch up yeah. with people I did year 12 awesome. Yeah. And so it was real personal because you just got – it's almost hard for the younger ones coming through to mm. even imagine that mm. there yeah. was no social media. Yeah. Mm. It did not exist. Mm. It was all person to person. Mm. You'd go out as a group. Yeah. You'd do stuff. So mm. the closest parallel would be on the phone. Uh, yeah. And I hated talking about it. When even <laughs> I were dating at one point, and she went back to see her folks in Scotland, and I was still in the north of England. And, like, we were engaged at this point, mm. and Edie would call me and look forward to the phone call. I had nothing to say on the telephone. <laughs> I was not a telephone yeah. conversation. No, it terrible. <laughs> and like, I, I was hopeless yeah, at it. Yeah, you were. Because it wasn't person to mm. person. Yeah. It just didn't, didn't work. But so it, the it's today, interesting, even though social media wasn't a thing, there's always ways to waste time. Sure. Mm. And I think that's interesting. So I could waste a lot of time... Um, doing whatever, whether it was with friends or, you know, th- there's always stuff that can distract you. Mm. TV was a good distraction. Hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Is a good distraction. Is, <laughs> is a good distraction, yeah, Netflix it is. Netflix is hard to turn off sometimes. Yeah, yeah totally. Mm. But I think, you know, no matter what time frame it is, there's always something that can take your time. Mm. And now it tends to be social media and whatever, but there's... There's, we always have the capacity to choose how we spend our time. Mm. We've always had 24 hours in a day. Mm. You know, we've always been responsible, but how we choose to use it is up to us. And that's that self-leadership, self-management thing. A hundred percent. It's interesting. It's I've been reflecting challenge. on that a little bit recently. And, and people think that somehow like the Christian worldview is restrictive, right? Like mm. you're told mm. what to do. You're told all these different things to build into your life, these yep. habits, these routines. And yep. sometimes people get to our age bracket and they want to yep. shake those change <laughs> yeah. loose and break yeah. free and then yep. go and live their lives and spread their wings. Yep. But the whole concept of like, you're always being discipled by something. Totally. Right? Exactly. Like you totally. shake free from these chains and totally. then you go and put some other chains on Absolutely. that you think you're running away from, but Absolutely. you're actually just deciding to worship something else. Absolutely. And so it's that concept of like- it is. You're always going to be discipled by yep. something in yep. your life. Yep. Better make it the right thing. Totally. Right? Like, totally. like you have choice, you have totally. autonomy, you have decision making. Yep. I guess kind of one more thing on that as well. And we've talked a bit about this as well. Um, if there was like one or two things that you were like, 
if 18 to 25 year olds can just wrestle this down as they're going through this life stage, mm. like if they can just like nut this one thing out, mm. like just remember this or just sort this out or just yep. focus on this because it's going to just spur you on to follow Jesus. It's going to root your faith so deeply through your work changing, your relationships changing, mm. just get over this hurdle. Are there things mm. that jump to mind as like really key things that you see as like significant for young people going through mm. this season? I, I think understanding, I remember I used to do a little talk about um, a car, a car manufacturer, how many of us ever take the manual out of the glove box <laughs> and look at it? Like we don't. You know, the same with instructions for anything. We fiddle around trying to make it work. And then, oh, we've got a manual. I could read that. I throw it straight in the bin normally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go to YouTube. It, it's yeah. true, But though. if you put diesel it's in true. a petrol car, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to go yeah. to yeah. manual. But I remember realising at one point, you know, if God actually is the maker mm. of me, he probably knows how best to get life <laughs> in all its fullness out of me. Uh. And he gave me a manual. Mm. So I could throw it in the bin and do my best and put diesel in, or I could actually get to know him mm. and discover life in all its fullness, mm. no matter what age I am. Mm. You know, he's age appropriate. He, mm. He's not a killjoy. Mm. He's, he's des designed fun. He's designed sex. He's designed all of that stuff for us to enjoy mm. life. Mm. He's not, uh, sometimes our concept of God is, you know, with the, bat in his hand, you yeah, know, yeah. the divine killjoy, yeah. divine judge. Yeah. It's not at all what he's like. Miles from that. So to to discover the joy of knowing God and the fullness of knowing God and that he actually wants the best for you mm. and you will enjoy life more doing it his way than you would any other way. Mm. I think if people nailed that one, mm. hey. It would solve a lot of other problems. It would solve yeah. a lot yeah. of other problems. Yeah. 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 I'd say to young people, if, if they can discover their identity uh, in Jesus, yeah. that there actually is a God there who does know them and love them and who really does care for them. Mm. Go, discover that bit and then live, live for him, live for that audience. Mm. We, it's funny, we, we want a lot of people to approve us. We want <laughs> our social media likes. Yeah. We want people to like us. And now at the ripe old age of 60, it matters so much less to me. Yeah. Mm. And in fact, I've had to learn to die to that. Mm. It's, it's become my prayer, and I've said it from the platform before I stand up and, and speak. I say, God, here I die. Here mm. I die, but here you live. Mm. I, that I cannot afford to attempt to please people. It yeah. just doesn't work. Yeah. And like you're on a hiding to nothing, even attempting to do that. But for a lot of younger folk... That ball is so much up in the air for a very long time because mm. we want to be liked. It's mm. really important to be liked. Mm. And not only do I need to be liked, I need people to like what I post, my photograph, my thought, and all that yeah. sort of stuff. How many I'm likes coffee. can I get? And uh, that's you, you really can hang your life out there. But if you can discover uh, your identity in Jesus, mm. okay, who do I belong to? Whose am I? He made me, he knows me, he loves me. Okay, I am now valuable, irrespective of what any other soul on all of planet Earth mm. thinks. Mm. I'm known, I'm loved, and my life matters. And let God be found true and let all of humanity be made liars. I will align myself to him. Mm. Now, amazingly, when we do align ourselves with him, we become a person of influence. Mm. That it's almost a surprise because you get people... So, in, so 
now in, now in my role, if I don't want to be criticised, do nothing, say nothing, be mediocre. In fact, you won't get criticised if you achieve not much. Yeah. <laughs> but if you start to make a difference, if mm. you be a person of conviction mm. and choose to live from a point of conviction and even getting language around conviction, okay, you are signing up for opposition, mm. you're signing up for challenge, mm. but uh, that's actually where life is. Mm. Even just yep. hearing you both reflect on that, like what you've come to understand success looks mm. and feels like as yeah. well. Yeah. Because I think when you're in your 20s, the grid for success as you're talking about is like, I want my life to be meaningful. And yep. what that means is, well, I want to advance professionally. I want a yep. promotion next year. Yep. Uh, if I'm in one life stage, I've got to rush to the next life stage. Yep. If I'm... Yep not dating I've got to start dating if I'm dating yep. I've got to get married if I'm married I've got yep. to have kids or we've got yeah, to buy a house totally. and it's just That's enjoying totally. today yeah, yeah literally totally. literally totally. it's yeah. it's it, exactly right it's an inability yeah. I think and I speak personally here on behalf mm. like we're both in that life stage as well like it's yep. it's hard to like and you're on the other side of that life stage going like success is just different yep. and it's yep. Well, it's abiding in your relationship with Jesus as yeah. well. And it's, yeah, yeah. There's success looks and feels very differently to what it looks it and does. feels like in your 20s as it well. It does, it does, um, yeah. The, the, first, the first three yeah. years of our married life, we did voluntary and semi-voluntary work. Mm. We married with $2,000 collective wealth, wow. of which my contribution was only about $500. <laughs> but we didn't own a car, mm. we didn't yeah. have a house, we didn't have furniture. We had, we had nothing. So mm. first three, when we moved from New South Wales to Melbourne, when I first became a pastor, we'd been married for three years, we did our move mm. in our HT Kingswood and a mini bus. That was our global possession. That was our furniture uh, as after, well. <laughs> after, three, after three years of marriage, everything could be carried in a mini bus. Wow. Yeah. That's great. And we already had one child by that stage. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, Amy was there. That's crazy. <laughs> and, I know, and so, like, we literally, we furnished, mm. like, our, when I became pastor, we furnished, and even before that, when I was dean of students, we furnished our home from St. Vincent de Paul op shops. Mm. We clothed ourselves from mm. there. We bought our electrical appliances from there. Like, the op shop was our go-to zone. Mm. We, we had, we had mm. nothing, mm. and mm. we were working our butts off. Mm. We were working hard. Mm. We were very altruistic, and uh, but God Himself was watching that also. Hundred percent. Yeah, that whole "you've been faithful with a few things" is mm. going to put you in charge of many things yeah. paradigm. Yeah. What a good and faithful servant. Mm. And what a lot of people. And I want to say this to the young, but I'll say this to the adults yeah. as well. <laughs> but let me say this to the younger ones who are listening: being f faithfully stewarding whatever it is that God's put in your hand. Mm. And when I say faithfully stewarding it, doing the things that nobody else even sees. Mm. God sees, no one mm. else sees. He goes, okay, because he builds our character and our capacity mm. in that type of activity. Mm. He goes, okay, you're ready. Your character and your capacity are ready for a little more. Mm. And that's been our repeat, repeated experience every decade. Mm. Even so, we've just completed 16 years at Crossway. Mm. And even those 16 years at Crossway, just faithfully doing what God's asked me to do, he repeatedly has opened up new environments mm. He says, okay, if your character and your capacity will cope with that. Because for a lot of the younger ones, not just the younger ones, this is for an everyone <laughs> thing. Humans, yeah. But if your <laughs> success gets ahead of your character, you're yeah. on a hiding to nothing. Yeah, You're on a hiding to nothing. Yeah. And so some who can lead with their gifting, with their charisma and all that sort of stuff, 
if mm. and which can open doors mm. and can create opportunities mm. and like the litany of dis- destroyed successful lives mm. is testament to mm. that yeah. Yeah. yeah build your character and your capacity and uh, and god's not short on opportunities mm. uh mm. that he can throw you away mm. but be mm. thoughtful because the stuff that even other people don't see mm. actually matters because yeah. god does yeah. And then you start. That's where you start to live a life of conviction. Mm. You live out of conviction. What sort of person do I choose to be? Mm. And that that narrative, mm. with a good conscience towards God, is a very important narrative. Mm. This for me, this is the man I choose to be. Yeah. Mm. And then when you've got a thought or a temptation, because to be tempted is not to sin. Mm. But when you're tempted about something, I literally would look at that and I go, "That's not the sort of man I want to be. Mm. I reject that." Mm. And if I have to, I reject that in Jesus' name, you know, <laughs> because I choose. That's not the man I choose to be. Mm. I choose to be this sort of man. Mm. And God watches that. Mm. He goes, okay, I can, uh, with that type of attitude, here are, here are opportunities mm. that are going to keep sending you mm. away. Mm. Mm. That's cool. So good and so encouraging for all of us that are mm. listening and watching, I think, Lockie, just to be like, it's actually the stuff that happens in the hidden place and the secret is important yeah. and God sees it and yeah. he knows it. And yeah. there's seasons of preparation when you might want to rush to the next life stage. <laughs> yep. Don't, don't, don't yep. do that. Don't yeah. rush to the, <laughs> yeah. and acknowledge the importance of preparation. Just yeah. chill um, in the minibus. Yeah, seriously. Just chill in the yeah, minibus. That's, that's right. good, actually. Um, <laughs> hey, we want to end with a couple of really quick get to know our senior pastor yep. rapid fires that Lockie's uh-huh. got. So yep. Lockie's going to start with a couple before okay. we finish. We're gonna and I've got a couple as try well. Try and keep these ones to one or two sentences. Right. Whoa, okay. So keep it tight. Very rapid. <laughs> keep it tight. Very, very rapid. Very yeah. rapid. Yeah. All right, the first one, very serious. We'll start off serious. Um, if there was a movie about your life, who would you like to play you? Which actor Which or actor? actress would you like to play you? In Meryl Streep. Oh, I can see it. Yep. I can Matt see Damon. It. <laughs> I can also see it like a born identity type yeah. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. Or, or Jack Nicholson. I get told when I put on dark glasses, people go, "You actually look a bit like Jack Nicholson." So, if you want to go right. look like Jack, but no, Matt okay. Damon's much better okay. looking. I think that's unfair. Matt Damon's a good choice. Jack, Nicholson's, real thing. Jack Nicholson's like yeah, eighty. That's not, not a good fair. Choice. That's not <laughs> a good choice. Uh, yeah. Next one. Um, what is a quote you heard? Or something you've read. This one, wait, it just says that has made you What's think. What's a quote or oh, that you heard that's recently made that's made you, made you think? Sorry, I understand. I thought it was meant to say think of something. But yes. Bonhoeffer, when Jesus bids a man come, he bids him come and die. Oof. Wow. And and Bonhoeffer did. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He did. It's a day-to-day attitude. Again. He did. Um, I heard John Tyson say recently, learn to wait on God because I don't want to create another Ishmael. Oh. oh. And I thought, ooh. Bang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, Just a couple of me. nice knock you on your seat type yeah. quotes for you yeah. know, whatever time yeah. you're listening was, to this. Mine was just going to be chill in the minibus. <laughs> <laughs> That's got potential. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it started. <laughs> um, okay, a couple from me. One thing that you have to do each morning to set you up well for the day, coffee. Uh huh. Just coffee. Is there, is there anything around that? Are you no, have it oh yeah. Like you yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. There's a whole okay. lot of habits, but mm-hmm. um, my my waking thought is giving my day to the Lord. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, invite, I think you better send my wig to just get a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> invite him. That's my first thought. Then it's coffee. Yeah. Um, then you know I spend time with the Lord, mm. reading. Do you do you have a machine? Do you make filter coffee? An We're in Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like, like a push a button machine. Yeah. yeah. We do. Yeah. We do. Serious. Yeah. yeah. Serious Proper. machine. Yeah. And for me, I am I am on the habit stack side of things, yeah. and yeah. so I get my. So this morning, so let's go for this. Like I woke early this morning. Actually, mm-hmm. I woke before five this morning. First thing I did was listen to my Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I got up. I actually got on a rowing machine mm. for a while <laughs> and had a cup of coffee. Mm. Yep. Uh, then I went for a walk. And when I went for a walk, I listened to Lectio 365. Mm. And then I walked in silence. I prayed. I thought. I committed my day to the Lord. I, I recalibrate when I'm walking with him. Mm. And for me, I, uh, getting out in nature really helps me. Mm. I, we're at home back, so I took a nice big park. Yep. Mm. Uh, real brief. That's it, real brief. This, is, no, this is our last that's one. Brief. That's how I set up my day. This is but being mobile helps. Prayer, yeah. word of God, bit of exercise. Enjoying coffee. creation. Just because Giving my wife a kiss on the cheek. Nice. <laughs> just because we live in Melbourne and we've mentioned coffee, just a real, <laughs> real fast, quick fire, quick fire one. What is your go-to coffee order? Latte. Cafe. Latte. Either a long black or an oat milk latte. Yep. And I'd promote Five Senses Coffee. They, I, I like we five use that senses. at home. They're <laughs> really good. Yeah. They're delicious. Yeah, yeah it's good. Um, the Gen Z is the internet social media generation. Uh, we like to TikTok dance, Lockie and I. We're not going to do it right now. Lockie might do it after we stop recording. You guys can both <laughs> see on it. camera, not on camera. Um, we, don't, we don't think we're good at dancing, but we enjoy dancing. <laughs> I want you both to picture yourself at a wedding yeah. or a party or whatever. And yeah. the dance floor starts to form yep. and a song comes on and you can't resist going know, into the middle of the dance floor. <laughs> yeah. What is the song? Blame it on the boogie. Oh, oh, wow. Is that the same song? Definitely. Blame that's the so definitely wow. that's we'll the same song. song come on, we'll get out. That wasn't 100%. your first dance song at your wedding, was it? No, uh, no, no, no. I don't think it was no, even no. out there. Yeah, no, but it, it would have been good. Yeah, I love that one. What's yours, Sunshine. That I can't help but dance to. If I'm at a wedding, the Nutbush. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. is an instant yeah. drop spoon, like fork totally. and knife. Yeah. I, I can eat later. Like, uh, when there. that yeah. first came yeah. out, yeah. I was in dance classes. <laughs> we would collectively be in lines <laughs> doing the nut. <laughs> awesome. It's the only uh, one I will stop eating dessert to. Uh, yeah, yeah, stand yeah, up yeah, for yeah. the yeah. conversation yeah. rudely. I'll going say, down. sorry, I'll talk to you later. Sorry. Have to go. That's great. I like the YMCA. That's oh, fun. Yeah, like yeah, stand yeah, up yeah, and yeah, dance yeah, as well. That's good too. The intro, yeah. I'm just like there. I'm yeah. There. <laughs> yeah, that's good too. Well, Delaniti, this has been so lovely. Been Thank great. you so oh. much for giving us some of your time, for Welcome. talking a little bit about your lives, mm. what you've yeah, experienced, yeah. what your hopes are for um, Gen Z, for Crossway going forwards as yeah. well. And um, for yeah. those of you that are listening, may today have been like encouraging and mm. challenging, yeah. right, Lockie? Like may today have, have kind of cause you to kind of look at your life and go, what's most important to me? And let's really wrestle mm. that to the mm. ground now and to acknowledge that um, giving your life away to Jesus like mm. really is yep. worth it. We're in a it distracted is. world. We're in a distracted Absolutely. age. Um, and don't push it down the track. Don't mm. waste your young mm. years. Build. Mm. Build now. Mm. Build yep. your future yep. now. And it, uh, yeah. yep. don't waste them. Don't use them. waste your young years. Use them. <laughs> we'll see you next time on the Crossroads Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. See ya. See ya.